Hi, it's dating coach Chris Luna from Craft Charisma. Welcome to the Craft Charisma podcast, our free audio coaching program where we interview the top experts in the world at helping you become the man you've always wanted to be. My guest today is Cindy Romer. Cindy is a Toronto-based style coach and certified image consultant who's inspired and taught thousands of men and women to look and feel their best. She also makes regular appearances in the media and contributes to various magazines with her words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Cindy, for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So can you talk a little bit about your background, what you do, who your clients are, how you got interested in kind of style and image consulting? Sure. Uh, you know, interesting, actually, my background began in business. I think we all sort of start somewhere else and, and, you know, just end up doing what we really love to do. And for myself, I always had an interest in fashion, but I just never knew what it would actually look like. So I actually took a lot of different fashion program courses. And in the end, it was actually a friend's mom who was a vintage collector who inspired me. And she pretty much just had to show me her closet of you know, vintage Dior gowns. And um, that was where I really started to secondhand shop. And from there, um, I you know, really sort of realized that I had a good eye for this. And so I love to help people. And so it just was a very natural progression into becoming a business for myself. So here I am five years later, and I've been able to help thousands of men and women. So it's been very rewarding. That's awesome. So you, you do do a lot of vintage shopping then, I assume? I do. I, I do some. I, I do not as much anymore. It's sort of more just something that I do for myself. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because... Out here, I have a lot of friends who are in the fashion industry, uh, a lot of people who kind of do modeling, um, some kind of other things. But that's one thing that I think shocks a lot of people. It shocked me was a lot of my friends who have the best taste and style, uh, a lot of them buy their clothes secondhand. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about why you choose to, to shop vintage for yourself? Yeah. You know what? I think it's just because style now is so mass produced that if you can find something that's very unique and one of a kind, you just enjoy wearing it more. So you you never really have to worry about, you know, showing up at a party and and having the same dress as someone else, you know, if you're shopping vintage or, um, you know, something that's more secondhand that, you know, is from a couple of seasons ago. There's a lot you can do with it. And, of course, sometimes the price point can be great as well. Uh, That's awesome. So how important is style and image uh, to someone's social or dating life? It is very, very important. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when we meet people for the first time, our first impression is based primarily on our nonverbal communication. So that would be things like what you're wearing, your attire, as well as your hygiene, your grooming, and your body language. So if you meet someone for the first time and make a negative first impression, it would take you meeting them 20 more times to actually fix that. So realistically, people don't have that opportunity to you know, fix a bad first impression. So you really, really do want to make sure um, you know, that you're putting your, your best foot forward. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. What are some common mistakes that men make, uh, and especially when it in regards like image and styling, uh, expressing themselves visually and how do they correct them? Um, You know what? I would say um, fit. 
can be um, a really, really important thing. And, you know, a lot of men might buy something that just isn't appropriate for their body type as well. They might want to wear, you know, a, a trend and, and maybe they're, they're just not cut to wear that trend. Um, they, they also, I, what I find is a lot, of, um, a lot of men will also wear outdated clothing. And, you know, again, it depends what, where you're going. But um, when I help people in, in terms of, let's say, finding a job, if you're wearing outdated clothing, it can really age you. So, you know, you do, you do want to think about that. That's um, definitely important. Like if somebody buys a, like the, a, an awesome suit, but they bought it 15 years ago and the cuts have changed, that's probably like a bad idea. <laughs> Well, you know, it might not be the best thing because <laughs> definitely you want to wear things that don't look worn. Hmm. Like that's one of the things you need to keep in mind when you are secondhand shopping. So if you're going to secondhand shop, it's great, but make sure you pick pieces that you still look new. And the way people are these days, everyone cleans up their closet, you know, usually every season or two. So you're, you're still getting things that look new. You know, you want to avoid things that, um, you know, look worn out or maybe have a hole or something like that, definitely. Um, the, the other thing that I would say besides the fit and the outdated clothing would be not knowing your audience. So you want to make sure that depending what you're doing, uh, you're, you're definitely, you know, whether it's, you know, you're going, let's say, on a date to a pub and, you know, you want to be more casual, so you're going to think about, okay, well, how can I dress more casually? So you're going to look for things like, Shirts that maybe have a, a bigger print, more color, more pattern, that's definitely a more casual look versus if you're, you know, let's say going out to the theater, you want to be a lot more sophisticated and classic. So you, you know, want to choose something like a, a solid collared shirt with a pair of dress pants. So that's important to you. So there's some great points there. Uh, one, I'm going to take one step back. I can see a few of the guys who are listening to this saying, well, like I, I have clothes that I bought and I really like them and I'm just going to wait until they become vintage. <laughs> so <laughs> when they be become vintage, <laughs> until they become vintage. So uh, I've had it so long, like it is vintage. How, how does somebody know <laughs> if they are kind of wearing something that's in or out? Well, the, the best place to start is ask your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Friends can be pretty honest, or if you have kids, kids can be pretty honest too. Uh, you know what? I mean, granted, there are things that do come in into fashion. You know, over the years, you can hold on to it. I know there's things that I wish my mom would have kept for me, but definitely, um, the more classic your style is, the longer you'll have that in your wardrobe. So if you're buying more classic pieces. Like, let's just take even um, a black blazer or a sport coat. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot more longevity out of something like that versus, you know, picking something that's really, really trendy. That's, that's an interesting thing to think about, right? So when people wear kind of these more outrageous things, like you think, like I think of people like Lady Gaga or Kanye West, um, some of these celebrities some of these rock stars, um, it allows them, it appears like allows them to stand out, but it also can make their, their style dated very quickly. I mean, is that something that's true or yeah, I would love your feedback on this. Well, you know what, if you do want, like, I think all of these celebrities, they want to make a statement. They're sort of defining who they are and their personality 
through what they're wearing. But definitely, you know, I think the outrageous only lasts so long. As, you know, maybe if you're a celebrity, it's a bit different <laughs> because you've got people constantly following you around and, and trying to, you know, to look like you. Um, but definitely, you know, for for the everyday person, if you know, if if you're gonna be a bit more outrageous than that, it's not going to um, sort of take you through the the life cycle of your fashion. It's going to be much shorter. And that's why, as well, if you do really like trendy things, it's better to, you know, purchase them at like an online store or, you know, a, a more of a, a lower price point store. So then you're not investing a lot of money in those pieces because you know you're probably not going to wear them, you know, for more than a season. And often those are some of the most expensive. They can be. They definitely can be. Yeah. So you know, again, my suggestion is to put your money into the classic pieces that you'll have in your wardrobe for a long time. And then, you know, any of the trendier stuff, you can pick it up at, you know, secondhand store, you can pick it up, you know, at, at a lower, lower price point retailer. That's definitely the smarter thing to do. You mentioned a little bit about fit and it made me think of, kind of if you're looking at girls magazines, right? Like teenage magazines, they teach girls how to wear pants that fit their different butts and like their different <laughs> hairstyles to fit their face. And men, essentially, we play video games until uh, we leave the nest. And then they say, okay, go out there and, and, and do it. I mean, it's kind of an exaggeration. But the reality is, is we train women on how to use fashion to to not only express themselves, but what to wear in different environments and how to flatter their body. And men, we really we really don't, right? Um, so wh- how, does, how does a guy know... Like pick this up if he doesn't know what type of uh, cut his pants should be or the cut his shirt should be. Well, you know, and I would definitely agree that there's more of an emphasis on women learning how to dress for their body type. And I can say that I, I teach groups of men and women. And definitely the women have more of an interest in it. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a lot. Like I would say, you know, if someone really isn't, quite sure on, on what to do. There is so much information available on the internet. Um, you know, so many articles are written. Um, you know, you can even check out my website. I have a lot of um, a lot of information as well on dressing for your body type. But for men specifically, it is going to be a little bit trickier. Um, but, you know, I think it, it starts with what's my height? You know, am I considered short? Am I considered tall? Um, because that's definitely going to impact the length of things that you wear. You know, taller men can wear longer jackets. Shorter men definitely need need um, you know shorter shorter shirts as well as shorter jackets because you want to try and find the balance with what you're wearing. Um, but you know, even let's say you're going to buy a suit. You know, again, you want to make sure that you're you're fitting yourself appropriately, and and there also is a, a lot of um, sort of um, misconceptions about, let's say, men that are a little bit um, rounder. You know, a lot of men think that they need to hide behind their clothing, but what actually looks the best on their body type is more fitted clothing. So if you know you're trying to you know, let's say hide a bit of the belly, then you know what? You actually are better off in a slimmer cut suit, which a lot of men don't realize that. And that's like right there, that's a great way to start to, you know, find clothing that actually fits. 
And it's the same thing with a dress shirt. If you're trying to camouflage, um, let's say your tummy area again, you know what, you actually you don't want all that extra material. The men that look the best in the baggiest are actually tall, thin men. Because again, it's about creating that balance. That's interesting. And when you talk about balance, can you define that a little bit, a little bit more? Yeah. You know what? It, it's really about, you know, ultimately you want to feel great in what you're wearing. And you, you don't want your clothing to wear you. So if you have clothing that is too big, too long, you're, you're not, you know, you're not able to look your best in that. And, and essentially you are sort of hiding beneath the layers. Um, but really balance is about, you know, balancing your, your upper body to your lower body. And so you, you do, you almost want to find, depending, you know, gain on your height, but you almost want like a 50-50 split of where your, let's say your jacket would be to where your ankles would be. Because what I find is, let's say you're a shorter man, you're wearing a longer jacket, because a lot of men, may, you know, they have challenges if they are, let's say, 5'7 um, or shorter, and in that case, then your legs are going to look really short because you're covering up too much because you've lost that balance. And so in that case, they should wear a jacket that probably cuts around the waistline? That's exactly it. Yeah. And same, the same thing with, you know, if you can find a jacket that is a short, so the arm length is, is more appropriate. That's probably like some of the biggest fit mistakes that I see. Um, shorter men in, you know, a jacket that's too long or a larger man that's in clothing that is just huge for what he's wearing. And he, he, but again, men, some men just don't realize that they're actually better off wearing something that's fitted. I had a, a woman complain about this to me and she was saying that men wear, like they might as well dress in shower curtains. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't exactly know what she meant by that, but I could visualize it. Uh, and she was, she was basically saying, I guess she was saying that they drape themselves in their clothing. And <laughs> very, very much so. She's right. She's, she's definitely right. Um, and, and you know what? Like I, I do have clients that I've worked with before and, you know, again, I was working with someone who was a little bit shorter and a little bit rounder and, Everything he wore was it was too big. It was too long. So it it really, if you, you know, you don't want to make yourself look look shorter than what you are. So again, you have to find that balance in your clothing. Hmm. One time, I was having a conversation with a girl who was kind of in the, in the style industry, and she took a picture, or she, showed, she took a showed me a picture, and it was a picture of Brad Pitt. And she goes, "What do you see?" And I said, "Brad Pitt." <laughs> And she goes, I see rugged elegance. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then she started pointing it out. She goes, look, like he's wearing like a collared shirt and he's got this facial stubble going on and he has this like bracelet that's leather. And she starts talking about how these contrasts were built through the choices of him or probably his stylist, right? Mm -hmm. um, the choices through his stylist to communicate very specific emotions. And I, I don't mm -hmm. think that most men think about putting together an outfit in that way. I think probably women 
do more so and men were just like uh oh, what's the first thing we can get uh, to put on on the way to work or to this event or what have you can you talk a little bit about that yeah and, and you know what just to add to that i think that you know women do have more options to sort of create those layers and and you know even through accessories you know a lot of men don't feel comfortable wearing them but it can be a great you know, addition to your wardrobe. And again, it kind of, it adds to that cool factor, like what Brad Pitt has. Um, so I, th- I think again, it, it's, you know, you want to think about, you know, what kind of image are you putting out there? Um, and I'm sorry, I forgot your question. <laughs> oh, yeah, so no, I was just talking about, he had, he had communicated this like rugged elegance and, and like there was these like contrasting kind of emotional motions that he was able to convey through his clothing where I think most men are oblivious to them. Like how does somebody yeah. kind of figure out how do you go beyond just keeping yourself warm in the cold and cool in the <laughs> warmth? <laughs> well, I, th- I think, you know, a great, great starting point is to think about the layering and, and think about what you're wearing. So you know, how can you make your t-shirt and jeans be a, you know, cooler look? Well, the first thing that I would think is why not throw on a cool sport jacket and, you know, roll up the sleeves and maybe there's detailing underneath in the sleeve area. Like there's little things like that that clothing have now, especially for men. Um, But men don't, again, they don't know how to, you know, actually wear it. and it could even just be, um, you know, adding a, a cool pair of bright shoes. There's little ways to, you know, add that contrast, whether it be through an accessory or, you know, adding a jacket. Um, there's lots of ways. I think really it is through the adding. So you have to either add a layer or, you know, add an accessory. It's not much you guys can do with your hair. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk a little bit about layering accessories, but before I do... I have this pet peeve about shoes, right? And so okay. guys come into our classes and I argue this all the time with people who are on this podcast. And uh, oftentimes they tell me they wear the shoes that I hate to wear. So uh, we'll see. We'll finally have an expert on to get your opinion. I'll walk into a class. I'll be running a class and I'll, I'll go in and eight out of 10 guys will, we, will be wearing black uh, Steve Madden type shoes. And I know why they pick them because of the same reason I used to pick them when I was younger. I look at them as I would look at them while I was in uh, the the shoe store at JC Penney's or Macy's or Nordstrom's or whatever. And I would be like, these are perfect. They look good. I can wear them to work. I could wear them on the street. I could wear them to the club. I could wear them to a wedding. I could wear them to my funeral. I could wear them. (laughs) So, um, since like I've diversified the type of clothes, I mean, uh, the type of shoes that I've wore, um, so that I am more relevant in more situations, express myself more, but do you, what are your thoughts on, on shoes? Well, I, I totally, not like after what you've said, I, I think can think back to a lot of classes that I've taught and you know what? A lot of men do gravitate towards that type of shoe that you're talking about. And I think because of the versatility in wearing it, because most men aren't going to buy five pairs of black shoes. They're going to buy one and they're going to wear it until, you know, they fall apart. So I think, you know, it's a great way though to diversify your wardrobe and to definitely 
add some of your personality even. You know, I have to really admire guys that, you know, wear a great sports shoe between a, you know, not a running shoe, but something that has the color or, you know, even a bit of a pattern. It definitely, it can make you stand out. And I think as well, if, if you're bold enough to wear, you know, a bright colored shoe or something really cool, it really speaks to your confidence. And I, I think ultimately that's what this is all about. It's all about feeling good in what you're wearing. And if you feel good in what you're wearing, you'll project confidence. And that, that's what's going to get you places in life, you know, being, being as confident as you can be. Now, I definitely want to tra- transition into confidence. Um, before I do, can you give us some ideas of some other types of shoe styles other than uh, those like traditional black shoes that... 90% of guys wear. <laughs> well, you know what? I have to say, I, again, I see a lot of great uh, sports shoes out there. Um, so, you know, we're not going necessarily for, uh, you know, a running shoe. But I have to say I've been seeing, especially this summer, a lot of color blocking within the shoe, which is really cool, which is trendy. But it's also, you know, a, a very, very cool thing to add to your wardrobe, even if you're just wearing a pair of... Um, you know, jeans and a t-shirt. When you say sports shoe, are you talking about like Converse or are you talking about boat shoes or? Not- uh, you know what? It, I would say not necessarily a Converse, but um, it could it could be a like a really cool running shoe. Um, so you know, you can There's a I'd say running shoes have come a long, long way. Um, where there's a lot of really cool, cool, cool stuff out there. Um, but the other thing that's actually um, going to be trending a lot for the fall is they call it a, a moccasin boot. Huh. And there's a lot of uh, variation. And that's where you also get a lot of the texture, different textures. So you're going to start to see, you know, a, it's a really cool boot that it's got, you know, it might have some houndstooth fabric within it or there could be some leather on it. And it's, um, you know, contrasting colors of leather. So that definitely is is a way to sort of, you know, take your shoes up and be a little bit cooler. But I would suggest every man should invest in a great boot for the fall. Because, again, that's a really classic staple to have. And you can wear that, you know, out on a date. You can wear it, um, you know, to a social function. It's just a, you know, again, it, it gets you away from that basic black shoe. Dating coach Chris Luna here. This is the perfect time to take a quick break to talk to you about three simple things that you can do to dramatically change your life. First, listen to this entire podcast and then subscribe through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. This way you'll immediately be notified every time we share a new release. If you listen and apply the ideas we discuss on these podcasts, it will change your life forever. Second, go to craftchrisman.com create an account, and become a member of our community. There you can read articles, listen to podcasts, watch videos, ask us questions, and document your journey in our forums. Great men don't become great on their own. All great men are members of a community, and Craft Charisma is your community. Finally, if you're serious, and I know that you are, about making massive changes to your life as quickly as possible, check out our live coaching programs on our website. Craft Charisma Live programs are the fastest way to improve your dating and social life. 
And who knows, attend our live programs, let us get to know you, and you may end up as a member of the Craft Charisma team. Again, thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast. I would agree. And boots are also very masculine, or they can be very masculine. Yeah, definitely. And women find that very sexy. You mentioned textures, and I think this is probably worth exploring because I know when I was younger, I would (laughs) color and texture, right? Like I would buy a blue shirt and then I would wear them with, with blue jeans because they match and they would be almost the same texture. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of variety. And I see that often. I see guys who come in and they pick the same colors or they pick the same textures throughout their outfit. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your opinion on that? And what are some, are there any opportunities there to, to stand out? Yeah, I, I think, um, You know, some of the sort of the things that you might want to avoid in terms of texture, like I have seen men wear like a a wool dress pant with a linen dress jacket, like a a linen blazer. That's like, that's something you'd want to avoid because your linen really is is meant for the summer and that's it. And and you want to keep that, um, you know, consistent in the fabric with a summer fabric. So, and wool, wool is like a fall or winter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you'll find still a lot of lightweight wool suits for, for the summer, but linen is, is very, very specific, you know, for, for warm weather, you know, you wear it on the boat. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, um, it's a, but it's also a great staple to have in your wardrobe as a man. Um, it's very, very classic and very chic. So, but I would say, you know, transitioning into fall is where you can really play with the textures. And and I think, again, you know, going back to your Brad Pitt comment, having that contrast in, in textures is definitely a way to give yourself that cool factor. Because, like you said, if you're wearing everything the same, it's... It's just a little bit boring, and I, I think what it is is it's not as visually stimulating either. You know, a lot of people are visual, and and if you're a visual person, you would very very easily pull this off. Is you know, to have different textures um, with within your fall fall ward, excuse me fall wardrobe. So you could do, um, you know, you could have a shirt, and you could actually have a a wool plaid vest and, you know, throw on a, a sport coat over that. You could, you could really play that up and, and um, you know, the one thing to keep in mind is that when you start to layer and have all of these textures, it is going to add sort of the, the illusion of volume to your frame. So, you know, if you are, again, looking for ways to minimize, then you definitely want to think about, um, you know, not doing too much layering because it's just going to add, add the bulk. Hmm. So like bigger guys don't layer smaller guys, maybe bulk up Uh, a little bit or. Well, you, you know what? Um, definitely just think that any area that you're looking to minimize, that's where you would avoid wearing like a heavy, big, bold, bright pattern. You would want to go with a solid. So if you're going to layer and you are a bigger guy, then maybe consider layering with solids instead of layering with patterns. If you're, you're, you know, if you're very thin, you can really get away with, you know, wearing a a double breasted suit jacket, that kind of thing. Um, But, you know, again, if you're, 
looking to trim the frame, then you definitely want to want to consider, you know, sticking more with with the solids, um, you know, staying away from the the brighter colors. But you know, some some men don't care and they just want to have fun with what they're wearing, and and that's cool too. And again, it comes back to being confident in what you're wearing, because research actually shows that once you start wearing something and you're uncomfortable in it, you actually are going to start displaying negative body language. And again, that is really important for, you know, any first impression or, you know, meeting anyone. You're just, you're not going to be able to be your sort of optimal self if you're not feeling good in what you're wearing. Because all you're going to do is be thinking about, you know, whatever it is that's bothering you. So... I really I want to get into first impressions. I have one last question. You talked a yeah. little bit about accessorizing or accessorizing uh, accessories, and I know that I still get remnants every once in a while from like the dawn of the pickup artist era. And so I get these guys who come in and they wear lots of accessories, like they'll wear a hat and like a scarf and bracelets on all their, on both arms and then fingers on rings on all their fingers, fingers on all their rings, rings on all mm-hmm. their fingers, uh, necklaces. Um, I'm probably forgetting some things, but they, they, <laughs> they, de- when they leave the house, they probably have put on like 15 pounds in accessories. So what, what is the right balance of accessories for somebody who's wants to look sharp? Well, definitely what you're saying is excess. So I think, I think you really need to think about, okay, who's my audience? Because let's say you're going more for work. If you have a, an, you know, after work event with colleagues and you definitely want to be, you know, less is more in that case. Now, if you're going out, you could pick maybe three, mm-hmm. <laughs> not 25. Um, you know, the other thing to consider as well is color. If you have more than three colors going on at the same time, it gets really busy and it's too much. You're going to take away from that it being a more classic look. So contrasting so colors, not three shades of gray. Exactly, exactly. So that's like saying, you know, a black shirt, a, a fuchsia, a fuchsia shirt, or sorry, a black pair of pants, a fuchsia shirt. Uh, you know, maybe you want to wear yellow shoes and you know, a blue jacket, that, that may be excess, that may be overkill. So uh, definitely with accessories, you know, I would say if you're going to go for the hat, which I think can be very chic, then I would say avoid the scarf. You can do maybe a ring or two, um, but again, you know, think about who your audience is. And also there's, there's some, again, there's some really great accessories for men that are a lot more classic and you can wear more of the classic items so it might be a you know a simple um you know a simple silver bracelet with or like a black leather bracelet that kind of thing those things are gonna you're gonna be able to wear more of those than versus something that's really heavy really chunky you know you're gonna want to keep it to more of a minimum what do you think of watches I love watches. They're, they are a great accessory for a man. Any recommendations Absolutely. on picking a watch? <laughs> you know what? Again, I think it's, depend, it's going to depend on what you want it for. Um, you know, do you want it for work or is it going to be something more social going out? Um, you know, are you going to want something that is, I think as well, you know, how much money are you willing to invest in a watch? Because I know a lot of guys that, 
they will collect watches and they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on them. But they are, you know, they, some men love to wear them all the time and then others will bring it out for a more special occasion. But definitely, um, I would say as a woman, when, when we're looking at what a man's wearing, a woman will notice a man's watch. Definitely. So choose wisely. <laughs> and don't over-accessorize, right? Don't wear more than one watch at one time. Well, that might be a bit much. <laughs> like picture and flip. Okay, if one of them doesn't work, then, <laughs> you know. Well, it's funny because yeah. now we don't. I mean, no one wears wears watches to check the time. We all have that on our cell phone. I mean, you might check the time on your watch, but <laughs> it's really a statement, right? It's a statement about. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know what? Like the other thing to consider, too, is going back to the balance if you're a smaller frame man, you 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 would be better off to choose a watch that doesn't have a huge face. You know, something that is going to be more in scale with your bone structure. Like little things like that actually do matter. Uh, and it's the same thing with pattern. Believe it or not, if you you know if you're a man who loves pattern, but let's say you've got a really um, like a really structured jawline, you have a lot of sharp angles, you actually are not going to be flattering in a print that is really round. So like let's say a Paisley shirt. Paisley would be great by a man who has rounder features, but if you're one of those, you know, models that have those angular jaws, you definitely need to, to have more angular patterns. So those kinds of things actually, they do make a difference. Mm. That's great. How, how about colors? Do you have any recommendations? How does a guy know what type of colors he should be wearing? Well, you know what? You can actually get your colors done. And I will say it can make a huge impact. So when I, you know, years ago, I used to wear a lot of black. And, and until I had my colors done and realized that, you know what? Black isn't within my palette. So we all fall into seasonal palettes. So for me, I was a summer and there was no black in my palette. So I actually have to say that when I had my colors done, uh, which a lot of image consultants will do that, they actually, I, I, I totally removed 95% of black from my wardrobe. And the interesting thing is that once you do that and you start wearing your colors, you can't go back to wearing the ones that don't look good on you anymore because you will physically and, and visually you see the difference. Because if you're wearing your colors, it can actually decrease the bags under your eyes. It can actually make your complexion look smoother. You know, if you're wearing something that's not the right shade, it can actually make you look sallow. It can make you look more yellow. You know, it depends on what the, the undertone is and the color. So it's actually quite a fascinating process. And if you ever have the chance to do it, I would totally recommend it. Yeah, I can't wear it really yellow. Uh, otherwise, I look like I have... John, jaundice. Uh, right? So, you know, I mean, I, I didn't realize this. I mean, I would buy, I'm like, oh, this is bright. It's summertime. So I buy, I buy like a yellow shirt and, uh, or yellow shorts. And a couple of years ago, I had a stylist. I walked in a room and she, uh, we're allowed to cuss on here. She goes, what the fuck are you wearing? And I said, oh, I bought this the other day. And she goes, it looks horrible. Throw it away now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I, and later on, I realized what she was talking about, just the color of my skin. Yeah, it, it's amazing what color will do. And I'll say that when you are wearing your colors, and some colors make people look incredible, 
you will, believe it or not, you will attract more people to you because you are, you're vibrant. You're giving off a vibrancy that you wouldn't if you were wearing the wrong color. People are drawn to you. It, it's a really, really amazing thing to experience, especially if you've gone from you know, wearing all the wrong colors to wearing all the right colors. You really, it's interesting to watch how people will treat you differently. And again, that adds to your confidence. So you said a stylist can get someone's colors done? Because I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, you know what? Um, a lot of stylists don't do it, and that's because fashion dictates you know, what people are wearing. So, um, you know, on the runways, even if you, you know, let's say you're supposed to wear a fire engine red versus a scarlet red, you know, but in fashion, um, you know, fire engine red is really in, you're, you're still going to gravitate towards that. So a lot of stylists aren't trained in terms of the colors, but that's actually where image consultants um, they will they will go through training and, and it is quite the training in terms of you know you are actually training your eye and it, it's pretty much going through a process of, of you know elimination where you're going through different palettes and it's really to look at what is flattering against your skin tone and it, it really really can make a big difference this makes so much sense to me and you know what there's there are a lot of women in Hollywood that totally have had their colors done because the, and, and the one thing to notice is when celebrities get off a plane and they look, you know, they're, they're totally jet lagged, they always have sunglasses on, of course, <laughs> but a lot of them will wear a colored scarf around their neck. And I will bet you that that is one of their best colors because it's making them look fresher. Hmm. You're like a style genius. Uh, <laughs> okay, so a, a well, guy, <laughs> uh, okay, so a guy, he wants to increase his confidence in social settings what can you do to give a better first impression so when you say social do you mean like a just going out with his friends yeah like he, he's wanna... out let's say he's on a on a first date or he's out at a mixer or some alumni event where he is he's looking to meet somebody uh, maybe even mm -hmm. it's a speed dating event but he's looking to meet somebody he wants to make a good first impression mm -hmm. are there some things that you would recommend that he do? Absolutely. I, I think the first thing to mention is, you know, again, being appropriate in what you're wearing. So you're dressing for the occasion. You're going to take into account some of the, the tips that I gave in terms of, you know, pulling a, a better style and, and fit for your body. Definitely, I would, I would say in terms of body language, you know, when people are in social settings and they get nervous, they can tend to do things that they're not even aware that they're doing. And this is huge. <laughs> so you, you definitely want to, you know, pay attention to if you've got like the shaky leg, when people, you know, have a lot of pent up energy and they get nervous, they, they tend to get the shaky leg. You might be, you know, talking really big with your hands, um, that kind of thing. But I would definitely say, you know, having manners, if you're going um, to, let's say, a dinner, maybe with a group of people and, and there's a potential setup there for you. You know, definitely the little things like waiting to eat before, you know, making sure everyone has their food before you start eating. Don't put your elbows on the table. You know, you can actually put your wrists on the table, but that's it. And, and I think, you know, being polite goes a long way. You know, saying please and thank you, holding doors. That is, that is something that women are looking for, definitely. So if, if it is a, you know, 
dating situation, even if it's speed dating, there's still ways to be polite and, and I would say, you know, showing an authentic interest in the person that's in front of you, whether or not you're 100% interested in them or not. I, I think that's really important. Also, you know, be positive. Nobody wants to be around someone who's negative. Don't, you know, swear, don't boast, don't talk about how much money you make, you know, that that's a, a social gaffe. You want to definitely, um, you know, watch out for that. Uh, so, so I would say, you know, it's, it's those little things that can, can really make um, a great first impression. It, and, you know, it's bringing awareness to all these things, which a lot of people aren't aware. They don't realize what they do when they're out in public. You know, they, they, and that's where you really should take the time to like talk to your friends, find out if there's there's something that you do that drives them crazy. I would say, especially if you're not getting the results you want, right? So if you're out there looking for, if someone's listening to this, they're looking for a girlfriend, or they want to get married, or whatever, and they're 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 uh, they're not getting kind of the results that they want. Maybe it's even a job. They're looking for a job, or they're looking to network. They're trying to raise money for a startup. There's something that they're not getting the results they want. There might be something that they're doing that their friends uh, won't are aware of. Um, and if you have a really strong personality, not only are they aware of it, they won't tell you because they don't feel like you're open or that you're going to snap back at them. Uh, so being open, I think, is really important. Absolutely. And, and I think, too, um, sorry to interrupt you there, but if you are a really strong person and I definitely would say that this would apply to dating but if you've got a really loud strong personality and you meet someone who's a little bit softer and and more timid then I think as well you kind of need to meet them more in the middle because you may come across as too much that could be one of the challenges that someone would face I think that's a great point being aware of when you're interacting with somebody like how, how big are their move, uh, movements or mannerisms? How much space do they take up? How much volume? Like what are, where's their energy level? You should always come in at around or slightly higher than their energy level because you're trying to lead them. But if you come off way into outer space or way below uh, their energy level, then essentially it's a form of break in rapport and they'll tune out. So, um, so that's, that's kind of a, an important thing. I'm very glad that you brought it up. Uh, how about guys who are doing this virtually? They want to create an online dating profile. Do you have any tips to creating a unique profile that make you stand out, but also look kind of authentic and and sure. uh, be successful? I have helped um, men in the past with their their online dating profiles, and and I would say the number one thing would be to actually take the time to write it. I think, you know, as a woman, you're, there's so many profiles you're going to be reading. So you really do want to stand out. So if the more authentic someone is, you know, they actually take the time to invest in their profile. I think it's showing that they're more serious about dating and also about life in general. And if you are looking for a relationship, that's something that you want to make sure is in there. You know, a lot of women also say, oh, I can't date, date this person because they have lots of spelling and grammatical errors. And, you know, unfortunately, that is something that um, is going to be important to some women. And again, this isn't for, for all women, 
but definitely it, it could you know turn off a few. Um, one of the things that I've seen as well is men that are really negative in their profile, but they think they're being funny. Mm. And that's actually a huge turnoff because nobody wants negativity around them. Because if that person is joking about it, but they're still being negative, then it kind of gives you an idea of the world they live in and the type of person that they are. And the other thing that I see is uh, people that put really negative taglines. So I would say avoid that as well. So sometimes you might see, uh, you know, why am I here? Uh, no crazy women, please. That kind of thing isn't really going to entice someone to, you know, want to engage with you. I think you want to be lighthearted. You want to be authentic. And you know what? You can also inject your personality. So maybe there, you know, you have favorite quotes or, you know, you're, if you're a funny person, maybe, you know, you can inject some of your humor into your, um, you know, into your profile, of course, doing it in a, a tasteful way. And the most important thing that I would say is having a photo where you're smiling. And I would say 90% of men are not smiling in their profile pictures. And as a woman, you really want to meet someone who enjoys life. You want more joy in your life. That's why you want the relationship. So you know what? Make sure you're smiling. And as well, make sure it's current. Because I think that's probably, you know, one of the comments I get from men and women is that there's a lot of people who are not being true to, you know, what they may look like and that kind of thing or posting a picture from, you know, 10 years ago. So... These are such great tips. I mean, it makes me think of a bunch of things. I have a good friend of mine who is um, in the modeling industry. He's also a singer. And he was writing, he was at my house writing uh, letters to different agents in, in the music industry. And he's from another country. And, and English isn't his native language. But I was looking at his emails and he's like, what do you think? I'm like, you look, you sound stupid. You look illiterate. And he's like, what? And I was like, it's, I'm being serious. Like, I'm not telling this because I'm trying to be mean. I'm doing this because I want to see you be successful, but you look illiterate. And that, that's not, and you might be great in your native language, but you should never, ever send out an email unless you have somebody look at it who speaks and writes good English. Because if I saw this, I would think you were stupid. And I know that you're not, but I would think you're stupid. So when the same thing is true about, um, about online dating profiles, I know some of the men, I wish this wasn't the case, uh, but I know because I had a lot of clients like early on or guys who attended lectures who won't, will never take our programs, but their standards are not that high. So if they see a woman or a woman who's attractive responds to them, uh, then they will, um, they'll, they'll respond back regardless of whether or not she can spell or anything <laughs> else. But, um, for anyone who has options, like I know in my case, I've used, uh, dating profiles and, um, I have a lot of options, um, cause I gotta know how, how to present myself in a way that women find attractive. Um, I mean, I messed around with Tinder for a month and ended up, end up with like over 800 matches. And, oh, um, wow. and so the problem, fire. <laughs> well, the, well, the problem is when you, when you get into that situation, like I realized that like, I can't go on dates with most of these girls and I'm not swiping every girl that I'm attracted to, uh, right. Like, um, I'm picking girls that I'm like, Oh, I think that 
I'm physically attracted to her. She can spell. She looks normal. She doesn't have any of these like crazy uh, comments. And essentially, I'm screaming for uh, screening for certain things: intelligence, emotional health, in addition to being attractive. And so, the only reason I'm bringing this story up is not really uh, not to brag about my Tinder profile because I, I only did it so I could write a program <laughs> to teach the guys who are listening to this how to develop a, a Tinder profile. But mm-hmm. the reason why it's important is because women. usually have lots of options because I know a bunch of you guys out there are swiping right on every single girl. (laughs) And so when you're overloaded with, with, uh, options, then you have to screen for these other things. You screen for, is this person healthy? Right. Um, can they spell, uh, what else is in their profile that, um, tells me more about them? Who, what are the other people in their pictures look like? Um, yeah. how do they look in their pictures? Um, are they smiling? Are they happy? Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you're essentially talking about, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think as well, your pictures, you know, what do they say? A picture speaks a thousand words. So if there's pictures of someone who's always drinking and you're a really health oriented person, then you know what? That person might not be for you. You know, those little things like that. That, that's a great point. I, I screen girls out if they have cigarettes in their pictures and if they are, um, and if they're, they have dr- more than they're drinking more than one picture. Like I, I, I don't even talk, I don't even respond to them because I just don't like, I don't smoke and some guys won't care, but I don't smoke and I just don't really drink that much anymore. So, uh, I'm not opposed to it, but yeah. And I have to say like that, unfortunately some people will lie about that, but you know what? I, I just be like, I think the most important thing is to be honest and be yourself and, and really try and, and inject your personality into your profile. Because you know what, for women looking, they, that's what they're looking for because they do. Women women get so many more responses than the men do. So they, they are going to do more of the screening. It's going to be a very different um, situation for them. So they're definitely looking for, you know, men that you know, have their life together and in, in order and, and, you know, just you can inject your personality into your profile, but you, you do, again, you need to take the time to actually put some um, some effort and thought into it. This is great. I mean, even somebody who drinks, like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Some, uh, and someone else who likes to party will look at your profile and that will attract them. But I think you're right. Being authentic and, and being real, uh, also being cognizant of how you're approaching yourself or approach or how you're communicating yourself, um, is so darn important. Um, this is, I mean, I, I love what we're talking about here. Um, I have another question along these lines. It's outside of the dating profile, but what are some of the main differences, uh, for a guy when he wants to promote or he wants to present himself in a social setting? For example, a party and a date versus a business setting, like a networking, event and interview he has to give some some type of presentation any tips for this yeah definitely the the one thing that i think a lot of men are not aware of is that for if you are working in a business environment that is definitely more corporate um so you may be you know going for an interview you may be doing a presentation or going to a networking event you definitely want to know that for business if you're wearing a suit the only the colors that are acceptable for a more corporate environment are um, are navy and charcoal gray. Hmm. So a lot of men, what they don't realize is that a black suit is actually meant for evening. So if they're going to you know a, an evening 
party or, or, or you know, event, that's okay, but a lot of men, they just don't know it. it it's just not a sort of well-known thing. Um, but definitely, you know, if you're going to a party or you have a date, definitely you can, you know, I think that those are your opportunities to be more expressive in your clothing and, you know, to do more of your, you know, have fun, through, whether it be through layering or, um, you know, it could be accessories or, or color. But definitely when you're going for, like for an interview, you really do, you know, you want to aim to be professional. You want to, you know, look well put together. And in those situations as well, you know, if you've got piercings or tattoos, you want to definitely hide them or take out, you know, if you have a tongue ring, take that out because that is going to impact the first impression. And as well, you know, your grooming for, you know, an interview or even a presentation is going to be a lot stricter, you know, versus than if you're, you're going out casually with friends. So you definitely want to pay more attention to that. So now I'm about over on time. Any last tips for guys who are trying to present their A-game? A you know what? Um, Geez, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I said a lot, but I, I think again, just go for the right fit, know your audience, and and definitely be comfortable in what you're wearing. Because if you're not, you won't be confident. It's all about the confidence. You're awesome. As I said before, you're, you're like an image style genius. I mean, I've done a lot of these, <laughs> but I, I love the advice that you gave. Um, Thank you. I got to wrap this up, but it's been an absolute pleasure. And if you're listening, you want to learn more about Cindy and what she does, some of the things that she offers, uh, we're going to post a link on the Craft Christmas website and within the description of this podcast so you can find out about her more easily. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's dating coach Chris Thona here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And we absolutely love making this podcast. We make this podcast for you. So if there's somebody that you want on the show, let me know. I will yell, scream, stand in front of their house, do everything I do to get them on the show for you. Also, don't hesitate to follow the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. You can also give us a shout out through social media, Facebook, Twitter, share it with your friends. And lastly, go to the Craft Christmas website and create an account. There you can talk about the podcast and kind of communicate with me directly. So thank you again for taking time to listen. You will hear again from me soon.